With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A three-headed NBA monster here for the 5 o'clock hour. It's the Daily Ticket. Sean Brace, John Jansen, Sean Bernard. That's it? Just three games tonight? Three hosts. Five games. Oh, five games. Three-headed oh. monster here for oh. the 5 o'clock hour. Oh, oh, I thought you just meant the game. Uh, like, how do we go from 12 to 3? As... Yesterday, I flexed on Jansen and told him, <laughs> Cavs over Clips. Now, I, I didn't have a, a great night. I think I was pretty much even across yeah, the board. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the one against me, right? And the so. Knicks. And the Knicks. Good were, for you. The Knicks were the easiest play. Yeah. And every, apparently, on DraftKings ATS, that was the number one play. Everybody was on the Knicks. The Hornets are terrible. And if you get a team like somebody like the Knicks that could just put it on you, play a little defense as well. Uh, I don't think you should second guess yourself. Lay the big number. It's okay. I didn't want to pick, make a pick. You forced me to make a pick. So well, I let's go. I, ahead. I don't think it counts. I want to pull this up here. First of all, Sean Menard joining the party. Hello, Sean. Yeah, how we doing? It's uh, some tough times in Sixers world right now. So uh, the Ooh. voice positivity. I'll do my best here. Yeah, we're gonna get into the Sixers in just a second. But just to that Knicks game, I just want to bring this up. Knicks are an absolute wagon. Yeah, right they now. are playing really well. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, ATS. 16 and 29. 16 and 29 this year. Jeez. So, yeah, you're not getting crazy money on the back end. Don't get me wrong. All the money, uh, money line, all that. But uh, again, this team is 10 and 35. And when they lose, ooh, they lose by a lot. So uh, that one jumped off the page at me. Tonight, not so much. I, I was liking the 76ers, but Mm-mm. now I'm kind of all no. over the place. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. That's a, uh, what are we calling them now? What's the first unit out there? The hospital 76? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the medical unit? Is that what you're calling it? Good grief. All right, so we got five games going off this evening in the association, all things DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the 76ers and what we saw last night against the Portland Trailblazers where they were eight-point favorites. Uh, I could not believe that number. I just thought to myself that you're going to get everybody back, back except for Joella Bede. So, therefore, you you know, you put Maxi in the mix he could carve up some players out there. So I understood it. I still said take Portland. But, man, uh, they're ugly. It yeah. is, it's an ugly team right now with all those injuries. And just hopefully they're able to get you know Joel Embiid back. He's going to be questionable tonight. List is questionable. Possibly will be getting out there. Everyone's getting their jokes off. If you had to guess, Sean Bernard, do we see Joel Embiid back in the uniform this evening? I don't think so. I, I would say probably not for that one. No Nico Batum tonight either. So the, the shorthand oh continue God. to grow. Yeah, uh, Ricky Council time? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, yeah. Bring me some Turk Smith. Make this at least entertaining a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, the, this is not a game that I will be pounding the table and hyping up the Sixers whatsoever. It's all about and healthy. Even last night, I thought they showed some spark. They competed hard for that first half and they just ran out of gas. These are guys that are low-minute guys used to playing 10 to 15 minutes a night. When you are asking 30-35 out of them, out of Daniel House Jr., it doesn't quite look the same thing. So, yeah, they're just kind of short on bodies right now. I would be pretty surprised if Embiid plays tonight. Yeah, and, and again, Golden State has that championship caliber you know, offense that they can rise up. We saw it against the Lakers on Friday night. And when they want to play and they can show you that, that, you know, they're still 
Golden State with Steph Curry and Clay and, and Draymond running his mouth and but it's clearly not the same team this year, but I don't want to mess with that. I'll pass on on a messing with that Hornets nest tonight. I would probably say take the Hornets here. That number is now uh at four and a half. It was at three and a half. So again, I think that would probably lead us to believe that Joel Embiid will not be in action this evening. All right. What is it about the seventy sixers and are you concerned, Sean Bernard? Gerald Colton, I thought was a little bit strong, a little over the top. He said you know, Terry Smaxie has taken a step back as of late. We haven't seen a really solid victory as of late. I just think all these bad losses and all this, you know, bad juju and, of course, what just took place over the weekend with the Denver Nuggets and all that, it's just jumbled up right now. So I think this All-Star break is, is going to be good for all of us. When the hell is the All-Star break? Uh, I, th- I forget the date offhand. A couple weeks. I believe like two wow. weeks at this point. All right, really? so never mind. We're a little ways away from that. Okay. Um, February 18th. Okay. So we got the trade deadline. Yes. That's not going to give them a break by no means, but at least it might breathe some new life into this team if Daryl Morey is able to make something. Um, Are you concerned about what we've seen from the 76ers over the last week or so? Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm definitely the most concerned I've been this season, and I was listening into our good friend Gerald Colton. I did have a decent bit of pushback for some of what he was saying here, and I'll start with my biggest point of concern. It's Joel Embiid. That I'm, the whispers I'm hearing are the exact opposite of Gerald. That this is something that's not going to go away for the rest of the year. Oh, the knee stuff. That the fact that it's both knees and the fact that we don't have an injury diagnosis is what concerns me the most. That all there's been on the injury report has been knee swelling, knee soreness, knee injury management. None of those are actual injuries. Those are symptoms of injuries. Those are things that he's dealing with. But what's the actual root of the problem there? And to me, that's where I start to connect some dots and say like, is this like a tendonitis issue? Is this something that is going to linger? And the Ramona Shelburne report pretty much saying he's just going to have to figure out how to manage it and deal with it all season. That's not great. Like, those Yeah, are, I did not like that. No, <laughs> those are not good things at all. So that's kind of my biggest point of concern. I'm of the mindset where at this point, after this most recent stretch, specifically with the, the Nuggets game and with the, the Trailblazers game last night, it's time to wave the white flag on MVP and get this guy fully healthy. I would have no issue with shutting him down until after the All-Star break and figuring out exactly what he's dealing with because to me it seems like something somewhat significant or something that is an issue. And by the way, I think that we take such a small worldview on the Joel Embiid injury front that this is a seven foot two, 285 human being that like, if you want to take a zoom out, how do you think this guy's going to be walking when he's 60 years old? Like, yeah. I think these are like real things that he is dealing with. So finding the root of that issue and getting him healthy is the the number one thing for me. And that kind of ties into this whole Sixers team that I did agree with Gerald that this is a bad Sixers team when you look beyond Joel Embiid, that he is an MVP for a reason and the team needs him to be on a night in and night out basis. So whatever is the deal with him is far and away my biggest concern right now. And I guess I, I'm of the mindset it's a little more significant than we're being led on to believe. And that's concerning. Yeah. Now, it will calm you if you do see him get out there tonight, right? Yeah, or no. assuming how he looks. Like, that Pacers game specifically, I thought it was pretty night and day, that first half and second half, just in how he was moving out there. That And I want no part of seeing him struggle through games right now. There's no reason to at this point in the season of yep. him playing through injury, fighting through pain, and trying to look like himself. It's pretty impressive that, like, when he does play, for the most part, he has this season. That there, there has not been that many matchups where you can see him dragging or him not looking quite like him, like himself. When he's been out there, he's been phenomenal. He's been the best player in the NBA, and that's part of what makes this, I guess, dance a little delicate. That you want him to perform like that and have the opportunity to do so, but you also do have to have the full view of 
this team has zero chance of making any sort of playoff run if Joel Embiid does not himself come playoff time. So I think I've taken a little bit of zoom back of the worldview of let's make sure that he's ready for that time of year. And I also think that this recent stretch of obviously a ton of injuries, but it's very clear this team needs to get active ahead of the trade deadline. Yeah. And we, Gerald did point that out. We've seen a couple of teams out there make some moves. OG got scary Terry in Miami. Hasn't looked all that well. But, yeah, Siakam. but the thing is, is, is there just a one move? Like, is it just a, is there an OG and an OB type player for the Knicks? Cause they make one move and all of a sudden it's changed their entire season. It feels like the Sixers need more than that though. And th- there's not just an OG type waiting for them that's going to change everything for them. Yeah, there's definitely multiple needs on this team. That Number one, I would say, is volume three-point shooter. That I think that's a, a glaring weakness on this team. Number two, I would say a perimeter defender. I don't think they have that quite answered either. Nico Batum's been awesome, but the amount that's on his plate is a little crazy at this point in his career. And number three, I would probably say a secondary ball handler. For me, that one player, if you pin me down and ask right now, DeJounte Murray is my guy who I'd prefer them go all in for. I think he checks enough of those boxes that he is six foot five. He can handle the ball, can create his own shot. Guys hit two game winners in the past two weeks. Just the ability to self create and get it for himself or others. And I think like that to me would be the type of needle moving, uh, needle moving deal that could change the perspective for this team. But all signs are pointing to Daryl Morey not having quite that mindset of pushing the chips all in that they're looking more towards the marginal moves, the rotational pieces and just adding depth to the team. And frankly, I think this team is farther away than that, but Morey is all locked in on this cap space plan, not sacrificing it for the future, which I pretty much disagree with. Yeah. You know, it's tough because I can put myself in Maury's shoes. Sure. In the grand scheme of things, I look over and I see Boston and they're better, yes. But then there were stretches that the Sixers were putting it together and, and really gelling. And it's like, yeah, you know, maybe you just get a couple of little pieces and get some get in there for some depth to, to help out. But when you have Joel Embiid and he's playing at this level, we're talking about his health week in, week out. We've been doing it for the last couple of seasons. How many times can you continue to roll the dice, right? And yeah. you're getting production like you are from Tyrese Maxey. Tobias is performing really well. Nick Nurse, year one, go for it. Yep. Go for it. And there's nothing to say in Daryl Morey's stance that if he doesn't make these moves that, you know, his job is safe next year or the year after that. It's like, dude, what do you got to lose, right? Like, even if you bring in these rotational pieces that aren't nice and you don't crush yourself in the salary cap and everything else that you need to, to, to use to make moves, like, who are you to say two years from now that you'll be here to make those moves or next year? So, like, I don't understand that, that mind frame. I would be aggressive. I would go out there and get Murray if that price is, is within reason. Now, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of teams out there that want his services. Dude's a stud. Uh, he's been playing really well, too, with everything going on down there in Atlanta. But we saw a guy last night, Brogdon, look pretty good. Yep. Yeah, that's a more realistic name that I could see Brogdon being a deal. Honestly, my gut that they kind of walk away with would probably be Boyan Bogdanovich and Malcolm Brogdon as the two players. That's not a bad return, but I don't think that's the championship difference right there. That I think both those guys would help this team. Bogdanovich specifically, I'm a little bit higher on. I think Brogdon's very good, very solid, and would help this team. But I do think that three-point volume, that guy's willing to let it fly, and that caliber of a shooter would help this team more. And Bogdanovich is a guy who... In his past, he's obviously a little past his prime and on the 
the downside of his career, but in his past, there was a point where he was a solid defender, where he was the guy tasked with guarding opponents number one. So I can talk myself into those two being the potential deals that they swing for, but it was quite the impressive uh, Brogdon audition last night. And another guy that I will swing in the mix that potentially an audition tonight, Clay Thompson, that if the Warriors are talking Whoa! about breaking things up, which signs are starting to begin to a point like that, Whoa! talking about moving Wiggins, talking about moving Chris Paul, Whoa. and... Trying to give uh, one more chance for the Steph Curry run. Clay Thompson's on the market. Oh, wow. good Why not? grief! Yeah, yeah, but how how much does he have left? Because I mean, he's had some major Bro, injuries. Stand out yeah. at I the mean, line and just catch and shoot. I know, but you yep. want somebody to do more than that, though. I mean, he can't play D like he used to. No, that's but, for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure not. And like the back-to-back Achilles and ACL is a brutal combo that any player will take a huge so, hit from. Yeah, and but, any sport too. That's tough to come back from. Yeah, absolutely. But as far as a catch-and-shoot guy, every shooter plays better when playing next to Joel Embiid. Look at J.J. Redick. Look at Seth Curry. Look at George's Niang. You had a Clay Thompson in that yeah, sort of pairing. Ridiculous. That's some catch-and-shoot opportunities that would, would be there for the taking that he can absolutely deliver on. So he wouldn't be the, the number two on a championship team in the way that he once was, but he absolutely can be a helpful team in a, pl- uh, a helpful player in a playoff run. Excellent. All right. Um, one more from the vault here for the 76ers. Let's talk about what took place over the weekend with the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're very passionate, I see on the timeline <laughs> about this, and that's fine. That's great. I was with Bernard as he was tweeting yeah. through all of this. He was in hell. I, I just, was. I don't, Bernard was in his absolute hell. So man. I want to I go back and forth with you because I think there's got to be room for the middle, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we've always had Joel Embiid's back. We always will have Joel Embiid's back. I don't like how things played out on Saturday, and I think there's some truth in the middle here. And I don't know where, you know, look, I could be completely wrong. So this is why I, I'm glad you're here. Um, but the report from Ramona Shelburne. Yeah. Why am I supposed to believe that? Do you believe that? That Joel Embiid was adamant. Of, don't put my name on that list. Like, when does that, when has that ever mattered? Right? And how many times have we seen Joel Embiid's name on the list? Mm-hmm. Po- probable, questionable, any place. Yeah. A ton. So why does that matter? What, because of Twitter, social media? Yeah, I mean, I'll start by saying Shelburne specifically is very much an Embiid-connected personnel that throughout his history in the NBA, she's been the guy with the, the scoop from Embiid's camp, whether it be when, during the Ben Simmons situation, the James Harden situation. She's very much tied to the Joel Embiid side of things. So it's no surprise that this is coming out uh, painting him in favorable light. I'll say that. I do think there's some truth to it. I do think he genuinely wanted to play in that game. I do think that the knee injuries are legitimate in a way that he is battling. I I would I don't think it was as clean as uh you know as painted out to be. The the whole Joel Embiid process, it is collaborative between him and the trainer. That he goes through his warm up, they go through the process and then they decide whether he ne- he plays or not. The medical staff absolutely put him in a bad position by never listing him as questionable. That he should have been on that injury report if they thought there was a 1% chance that he was not playing in that game. I think the biggest mistake was allowing him to play against the Pacers, that he didn't look like himself in that game, and specifically when he retweaked it or did whatever he did to it, that he was pretty down for the count for the remainder of that game. So I think the mistake was having him suit up for that game in the first place and then allowing him to play through whatever that issue was. That was, to me, the root of the issue here. I do think Embiid intended on playing in that game. I also think that he probably did not feel like himself, and I think the medical staff did a really bad job of setting him up for this. So, all-around bad job. I wish he played. I do think the injury is legitimate, Um, but yeah, it's frustrating on all accounts there. I agree with that. I think 
totally that the, the the team itself screwed this up. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. put him on the list. We saw it with our own eyes. I know it stinks, but in the end of the day, yeah, like nobody would have batted an eye if it beats on that report. January twenty right. seventh, right. I think. It's a regular season game. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. Rivalry week. I don't give a damn about rivalry week. You just made that up. By the way, they are going to get fined by that, it sounds like, too. But they should. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially from the sports gambling standpoint, right? Like, you wager on these games. we got to have some consistency here. 15 minutes before the game, you can't say, oh, he tried to give it a go and he's not going. Uh, you know, it, we understand he wasn't listed. Like, wait, that's there, not how there it's were starting lineups tweeted out with Joel Embiid's name in it. Come on. Yeah. Was it like 10 minutes before the game? Yeah. I think it was like 18 was the official count, wow. something along that. It was under 30, which is normally like the straight up deadline. And where's the video of him working out? Did you see any of the video of him working out like he normally does? I haven't. I heard a couple. I heard that he didn't look great from the Release there, that. But yeah, I haven't seen it. Like, you know, what are we doing here? How many times have we seen somebody warm up pregame? They have cameras inside the stadium that don't shut off. Like some, I get it, it's Denver, understood. But somebody released that. Somebody from the media, damn it, Sean Bernard, get on the phone with yeah, somebody Bernard. in Denver. Get that. Yeah, get it out there. What it would clear shut everybody up. up. Yeah, it would well, shut everybody I, up. I think people are saying he's not hurt. I he's, he's absolutely one hundred percent hurt. The fault is, and why they're going to get fined is he's not on the injury report. Right, he has to be on the injury report if there is an injury and there was so very clearly an injury the game before and the injury didn't just go away within like a day yeah it just doesn't happen so that that's the fault and you know i think you can partly put that on a beat because i'm sure if he did say hey i don't want to be i'm gonna play then goes out there and they go wait wait a second what you're gonna play no you're not that's not gonna happen so yeah it's just Terrible all around. Yeah. It's really bad. And I do want to bring up the altitude factor in this that we know Denver up there that I think it played in a factor, not in the way that he's too out of shape to play or things like that. But I think when you're looking at him struggling a little more than usual with the altitude, you're saying, do we really want to put him in a position where that knee looks a little wobbly, where he's not at 100% cardiovascular ability? And it's hard to play in Denver. Like, that's no secret. That is a real thing playing up in that area. And Joel specifically is not a guy that through no fault of his own, is known for his top-tier fitness. So I think that played a factor as well when watching him warm up. That that was one of the accounts I heard that he looked pretty winded in warm-ups. Um, and I think that did have to do with the altitude. And I think that played into the factor of not putting him at additional risk by playing. So all around, terrible look for everyone. Yes. I do think the Sixers set him up for failure by, like, I would list him as questionable for every single game from here on out, no exaggeration. And if they get fined, I guarantee that's what they end up doing. So it's frustrating. Belichick would do it. Yeah, Belichick. He oh, my God, he did it with Brady. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did it with Brady. Yeah, Put him on the injury for list. For years did that. Yeah, it just made no sense. And now, of course, everybody's getting their jokes off. But, you know, I got to throw something at people here because they're saying when they look at the win percentage in Joel Embiid, if they're over 500, he doesn't play. Well, that means he would have played last night. Portland is one of the worst teams in the game. They didn't play. And it's also... Oh, the, my gosh. It's getting to the point where people are like, well, now he's just... Because he didn't play, now he's just not playing because he doesn't want people to think. Oh, that the tinfoil caps are yeah. out there. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's deep. It's and there's deep. four stretches this season where he's missed multiple games at a time. Not like a one game here. He's not handpicking. I'll miss this game. I'll miss that game over the the string of games played. There's four different occasions this season where it's been multiple games in a row missed. So we're on another one of those. We'll see if he snaps it tonight. I think it's unlikely, but yeah, there's a far too many dot connecting for that side of things. Jokic um, plus one fifteen. Shay, 
SGA, Shea Gildas Alexander is where I would go. Shea plus 350. Luca, a little bit of value too, I think. Luca plus 650. Nice comeback win last night of Orlando, even though they didn't cover the number. Giannis plus 850. Tatum, 50 to 1. Wow. No love for Jason Tatum. All right, other side. We got five games. We'll break it all down. Do not go anywhere. Daily ticket, three headed monster. Sean Brace, John Jansen, Sean Bernard back after this. Coming down to home stretch, daily ticket, a little picks and roll in between. Got Sean Bernard in here for the 5 o'clock hour. Villanova basketball, Mark at Nova, coming your way at 6.30. Big, big East battle. Yeah. Nice. Wouldn't mind to get tickets and go see that one. You should? Yeah. At the Finn? <laughs> Got to relax. These days are adding up on me. I need a vacation. Man, today has been, yeah, you've been brutal. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, man. I got to work out tonight. I haven't worked out in like three days. That's what it is. You got to work out. Make sure your body's ready for Vegas. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's going to be a lot of walking. Calming tonight. Calm tomorrow. Calm. Friday's a wings game. So I got a wings game. Saturday, I'm going to see the mother-in-law. Not doing much on Sunday. Pro Bowl doesn't move the the needle like it once. (laughs) So. It's going to be an easy weekend. Get, yeah, it might be a no sports weekend for me. Get Nothing. to Tuesday. Oh, come on, man. There's Nothing. Gonna, isn't there some wrestling that you can get all excited about? No. That no. features Seth Rollins and... Uh, that was yesterday. Seth Rollins. Oh, wh- what do we miss? What do we miss on Really Raw? good promo. So Seth Rollins made the case for Cody Rhodes to pick him to have the main event of WrestleMania. Because but it's still Rollins po- has the other title. It's still a possibility that Cody Rhodes could pick The Rock. No, Cody Rhodes not picked the rock, picked Roman Reigns. Because he has to pick somebody that has the title. See, all, all these, these last couple months. <laughs> you have Shaman to pick been, somebody that has the title. telling us that The Rock was coming to Philly and we're doing it. I, and well, now well, the thing is, is now, now everybody thinks that that door is open because Seth Rollins made the case for Cody Rhodes. So if Cody Rhodes ends up facing Seth Rollins, that leaves the door open for The Rock to take on Roman Reigns, which I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be Cody Roman. You're not smelling what The Rock's I'm cooking? I'm not smelling what The Rock's cooking. There is nothing there. It's just them trying to swerve us, trying to make us think <laughs> that it's not going to be Cody Roman Reigns when it's 100% going to be Cody Roman Reigns. Yep. Sounds about right. It's 100%. I could be a writer for WWE. No, you couldn't. Yeah. You really, I don't think you could. They haven't come up with something new and fresh in quite some time, John Jackson. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? It's good that right. these guys have the titles for long. Uh, speaking of new and fresh, this guy's been rested for 38 games. Popped up on the floor last night, Shabinar. Ben Simmons. Ah. I thought you said arrested so for 38 I. games. you're going to Rajon Rondo. Yeah. <laughs> good God. 38 <laughs> games. Might as well arrest him for stealing all that money from The Brooklyn. number one pick in the 2016 NBA draft. He played for us here in Philadelphia a couple seasons. Went off last night. 10 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. Double-double was like plus 3,400. I, 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 you know, look, I'm, I'm blinded by all things Ben Simmons. Like, I can't even look at him. So I want no parts of anything wagering. Um, what was your thoughts on Ben Simmons' performance last night? Yeah, the cockiest 10 points of all time was what uh, Kyle Pagan over on Crossing Broad read. So, yeah, he had a... a I do respect the confidence out of Ben Simmons. The uh, what was his quote there? The when I stepped on the floor, I told him it was Ben Simmons time or something along those lines, which is absurd after all this. But I will say, like on a serious note, 
he did move way more fluid than I've seen him in literal years at this point. That's been the thing. Like, even his last stint with the Nets, he looked way more stiff than he ever did. And I'm not a Ben Simmons guy. I've been a very anti-Ben Simmons guy, well on record with all this. But I also think people get overly blinded with there was a point in time where this guy was a legitimately good basketball player. Those days are years behind us at this point. I think he likely never gets back to that, but good for him for at least getting back on the court. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, next game up is against the Suns tomorrow night. Good luck there, but uh, nice win. And again, Ben did look good. I will give him that uh, from yesterday's performance. Let's not waste any more time on him. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk about some games that we got on the docket this evening. Sixers not down to four on DraftKings Sportsbook. Catch him four here. We'll close up shop on that one. Uh, open up Pacers and Celtics here. Eight-point spread for Boston. Now, the thing about Boston is it's kind of like in the middle of the part of the season where they're, they're losing a little bit of juice, even though they did win last night 118-112 over the Pelicans. Tell me they just, like, stopped caring? Eh, not really. They lost. They got <laughs> we'll, sm- we'll pick it up again in a couple months, guys. Uh, it, it, again, they, they're 36-11. and 11. You know, how many, how many losses at the end of the year are the Boston Celtics going to have? Uh, mid 20, 22, somewhere along that line, I would probably say. I think they could get to 60 wins. I think they have a chance at it. And that's kind of what I was saying yesterday with the Clippers and why I was looking at them. They're, they were 30 and 14. It's like, you know what? It's a tough spot. Cavs are playing well. Why not? Uh, they're not going to be perfect all throughout the course of the season. So they got to lose games eventually. Uh, just good luck when you bet against those really good teams. And Boston's at the top of that list. Uh, taking on the Pacers. Pacers had last night off. Uh, let me pull up the last time that we saw the Pacers play. The Pacers, uh, now you had uh, reports as far as Halliburton could be possibly back? Yeah, Halliburton targeting to make his return tonight. They have not officially ruled him active, but all signs pointing towards that. Sounds like he's going to do a little full pregame routine before they give the full green light, but it's looking like he's going to be in the lineup tonight for the first time in, I believe it's 11 consecutive games he's missed leading up to this. Pacers were on a little bit of a run here, uh, three straight, and it all started when they beat the Sixers uh, last week. Beat the Suns, 133-131, and then just beat the Memphis Grizzlies, 116-110, two days ago. So here we are against the Celtics, eight-point spread. Sean Bernard, where are you going today? Yeah, despite your lead-up against the Celtics here, uh, I'm going minus eight on the Celtics side of things here, that this team is legit. And this Pacers team, this would only be, if Halliburton is to play just the second time that he shares the floor with Pascal Siakam, I think there's going to be some growing pains there. The, the offense and that team's whole identity is night and day different when that when Halliburton is in the lineup, so I think that's going to take some time. These teams have also played each other four times already this season. This is the fifth matchup between them. Season record of 2-2, two and two, but three of the games taking place in Indiana. This game will take place in Boston, and the one game that they did play in Boston was a 155-104 to 104 victory by the Celtics there. A 51-point victory, so impressive stuff there. The Celtics' are average margin of victory on the season is 9.49 points per game. As of now, that would be the 14th highest margin of all time if that sticks for a season. The bottom line is that they are absolutely stepping on team's throat. On the season, they're 23-22-2 against the spread. That's pretty impressive considering a lot of their spreads are double-digit or like this with the minus 8, minus 9, something like that. So I think they take care of business and get the blowout victory tonight. Maybe not blowout is a little too loosely there. I think it stays somewhat competitive, but ultimately I think the Celtics do get a double-digit victory. 246 is our total in that one. High number. High, actually, second highest total on the board. You know, he's got the first. That's surprising. Top dog. We're going to go to this game next. Hawks and Lakers, 7.40 p.m. Let's keep it moving. Hawks, six-point favorites. What am I missing here? Just watch the Lakers get lumped up last night by the Houston Rockets. We were on the Rockets. Great, easy victory there. 
who's not playing here? No Anthony Davis for the Lakers side of things here. Um, for Atlanta, I believe they're fully healthy. The Anthony wow. Davis is the biggest injury injury needle mover that I did see in this one. Uh, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young both in the lineup for this one. So, yeah, I do like the Hawks direction here. Lakers have been a mess, man, and they do need to make a major move. Curious, this is definitely a DeJounte showcase moment. I, I do like his player props. The Lakers are absolutely the team with the most buzz attached to him. We have the trade conversation. So this could be uh, an opportunity where he's playing himself into a role in Los Angeles. So I do like DeJounte to show out. I do like the Hawks minus six, and I do think the Lakers are just going downhill. Yeah, this is one of those games that's jumping off the page of me here. I know that, that no Anthony Davis, I get it, but six-point favorites, the Hawks. This could get ugly for the Lakers. I like the Hawks. In a it's been here. getting ugly for them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, against the Rockets was ugly. Yeah, it was. It's terrible. All right. Knicks and Jazz. Yesterday, ATS, number one play for everybody on DraftKings Sportsbook was the Knicks over the Hornets. I think it's right back at it. Knicks are four and a half point favorites against the Utah Jazz at MSG, 230 and a half. Jazz have shown some fight, can be pesky at times. I'm right there with Joe Public on this one. If I'm wagering on it, got to take the Knicks. I don't see much from Utah Jazz's perspective. What am I missing here, though, Sean? Yeah, there's a part of me that does can view this as a spot play, that the Knicks have been red-hot, seven-game win streak coming into this matchup, and the Jazz are pesky. They are young. They're competitive, and they, ha- they are a team without any pressure on them. So they do show up on a pretty much night-to-night basis, but the Knicks have been playing at such a level that I can't look anywhere else in this one. That The four-and-a-half, I do think they win and cover that. Jalen Brunson sets the entire tone for that team, and they follow. That OG Ananobi has been a hand-in-glove fit for what that team needs. I like this Knicks team a lot. They're a scary-looking squad, and I mean that when we talk about the postseason, too. That this team is going to be no pushover. They bought into that hard-nosed identity, and I think, frankly, they're just way farther in their developmental arc than this Jazz team. All right. Yeah, just, again, I'd hate to be square here, but... Like, there's nothing that scares me from the Knicks. I, I would back them all day in this one. It could be a tight game, but I'll roll it to the Knicks. How has OG Ananobi, just like one player, changed so much for them? I mean, I think he's, in many ways, what they wanted RJ Barrett to be. That he's a more... RJ RJ's a guy that like likes his shots, likes to dribble. OG's a much more decisive player that he doesn't need to put the ball on the floor as much. He's still a defense-first guy, and I think I don't think Barrett ever embraced that to that point, that he's not that defensive stopper that the Knicks want in that position, and that's really their identity as a team. Is That's what Tom Thibodeau wants to enforce in that team. So I think it has made sense from a fit perspective. I think they trust OJ or OG in a way that they didn't with RJ. Can't there. trust OJ. You <laughs> can't trust OJ at all. Uh, but yeah, on, dude, wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on. I saw I saw a video. Yeah, way out of line. I saw two videos. First of all, somebody had OJ Simpson on them like a podcast with them. Yeah, Who's- it's uh, Cam and Mace. They have him on regularly. Yes. He's a once a week spot there. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. All right. And then the second one was this bleach report video where they got these, you know, little dudes, you know what it is. Oh, I hit my parlay. Da, da. And all of a sudden on the freaking wall, they got a framed OJ Simpson jersey. <laughs> like, dude. Anyways, I guess, you know, time heals all wounds for some. I don't know. Go ask the Goldmans how they feel about that one. Anyways, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Just quickly on the Knicks, I do want to point this out. OG, questionable for tonight. He's got right elbow inflammation. Uh, so let's keep our eyes on the Knicks there if you're going to wager on them. Second thing I would say is if they win tonight, this would be... Eight in a row. Yeah. If they get a win tonight, that would be the first 14-win month since the team went 14-0 and in March of 94. Speaking of OJ... It was right around then, 93, 94, whatever it was. Um, so, look, they're doing things right. 
in, in New York. Nobody's doubting that. Uh, good luck. But OG, definitely keep your eye on that news there. All right, next game up. Let's talk about the Bulls and the Raptors. Six and a half. Bulls at home, 226. I got nothing for you, Sean. What do you got? Yeah, I've been on all favorites so far, so I will go the other direction here. Take the plus six and a half for Toronto. That these teams, this is the fourth time these teams have played this season. The Bulls two and one straight up against Toronto, but the Raptors are two and one against the spread there. I think this is a game that this is pretty much a toss up. So for me, the six and a half feels a little too, a little bit too large there. Bulls have been playing much better basketball, which frankly complicates things from a direction standpoint for that franchise. I don't know what they do at the deadline. They're not bad enough that they should be in the dregs of the league, even though they've looked at that to start the season. And on the other side of things, the Raptors are a little bit too good to be in that full rebuilding situation. So I think these are two middle-of-the-pack teams. I think this stays a game, and I think the Raptors keep it within that plus 6.5 margin. Yeah, I got nothing, absolutely nothing for you in that game. 226, as I said, is your total in that one. A, board, a game just came off the board. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. That was the Knicks. The Knicks game just came off the board. I would be, uh, I bet you OG's not playing. Anyways, we'll update that in a second. Finally, 10 p.m. Sixers and Warriors here on DraftKings Sportsbook. Now down to three and a half. Two thirty-four is your total. Warriors are favored here. Uh, Sixers are zero and three on this on this recent trip here. Correct. Yes. Not good. Any shot that? Let me ask you: Is it Warriors or bust? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't look uh, on the Sixers side of things. If Joel plays, the Sixers have a chance. He's that good. He's that much of a difference maker. And if he looks like himself, that's obviously a little asterisk next to it. But yeah, I would not go anywhere but the Warriors for this direction. I think it's more likely this is a blowout in favor of Golden State. And frankly, that's where I would put my money on this one. That if there is no Joel Embiid, I think this number probably leaps right back up into the minus 7.5, minus 8.5 kind of range for this game. So yeah, I think the Warriors are the play. I do like the over of 234 a little bit. Uh, so if you want to get in on the action, root for the Sixers a little bit. I would say vote for points that I don't think either of these teams are going to get any any real stops. But yeah, I don't I don't feel great about these Sixers in this one whatsoever. All right, Jansen, got an NBA play for us today? No, no, I'm not going to force one. All Sean's right. got it. Yeah. But do we do we bury the lead with Doc Rivers kind of burning, <laughs> uh, blowing well, a somewhat small full lead? Experience double yeah. digit. Blows the lead. Didn't play any of the young guys. Yeah. The whole Doctor of Experience. Oh, that's, he didn't play any of the young guys? <laughs> yeah. no, it's perfect. That's so good. Yeah. No, it's I think there's definitely some truth when people were like, Well, that's great that he's coaching Milwaukee. That's awesome. <laughs> Here we are. All right. That really is the full experience. Yeah. As as we always do, wrap it up. One winning play, picks and roll here on a Tuesday. Shamina, where are you going? Give me the Boston Celtics minus eight tonight. But I do think it continues. I feel good about the Celtics squad. And I, I think that the the growing pains between Halliburton and Pascal are a little more than people are giving credit. So I think the Celtics produce a double-digit double victory tonight. Hawks. Okay. 
I like it. Going ATL minus the six. Uh, you know what? I'm going to flirt with the little money line, see if we can get some even money. Let me go ahead and see what we got here as far as that is concerned. Get the Hawks and, well, they're both pretty big favorites, so I don't know what's going to happen. I do have a college basketball play. Oh, you got a college hoops play. Villanova's winning today. Wow. Okay. All right, John Jansen. Well, you can't bet against the the home team on the official. Oh, I can. I can do whatever I want. Flagship station. But so, no, I'm talking about. I'm not going to sit here and say I would take Marquette. Okay. No. I would if I. It was the right bet. But everybody's going. Why is Villanova a favorite? What the heck is that for? And it's for a reason. It's a it's a home unranked team against a ranked team. I think the the spread tells it all. So I like Nova. You get a minus 109 money line, Celtics and Hawks. I really like that. So um, just money line plays, just win, baby. But I'm still going to roll with the minus six for the Hawks as well. Good luck to everybody out there. Sean Bernard, always a pleasure, sir. Uh, good luck the rest of the way this evening. Good luck on your plays. And uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Daily Ticket. We'll find out if Joel Embiid is going to be playing a little bit later as Probably that game not. is set to tip off at 10 o'clock, right? 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Yes. Yep. Uh, 10 o'clock again. Special thank you, Jeff Paul. No way. Special thank you, Gerald Colt. Special thank you, Sean Bernard, for coming in. We're going to head out Hopefully to the broadcast Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> that scare you too, Bernard? Yeah, that yeah. was bizarre. That was the terrifying. That's what like- happens when you take Portland's feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, you, is that really? I guarantee they do. I don't know. Let me take that back from the guarantee. Don't they? I, I don't know. I've never seen technical difficulties like that. It felt like the TV was like shooting at you. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I thought there was like an earthquake yeah. happening in Portland for a second. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is bad. I was this sitting home good. alone in my living room, totally freaked out. Yeah. Like, what is happening? <laughs> no, I was I, the same yeah. way. Again, I was like deep into a sleep, like halfway there. And then all of a sudden, like I start hearing these noises and I look at the TV and it's just like going, going nuts. Scared the heck out of me. Yeah, I don't think that would be the Portland feed. Like going to, I don't think they do that. Because you could tell a Portland feed would be focusing on the trailblazers like during timeouts and stuff like that instead of flashing, you know, the guys walking to the bench for the Sixers. So I caught a quarter and I passed out. Probably what I'll do tonight, too, as well. Everybody, good luck on your plays. Fox Sports Radio for a half an hour. Then Villanova pregame once again. Home for Villanova. Wildcat basketball right here on The Gambler. Talk to you tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.